Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Hello, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. Welcome to the Larry Kudlow Show. Great pleasure to be with you as always. Of course, plenty to talk about. The outrageous invasion of Mar-a-Lago. The equally outrageous, I know they're a lot different, but the outrageous Inflation Reduction Act, which should be relabeled the Inflation Expansion and Deepening Recession Act, which is what that is, even by the government's own accounting. And we will talk about other odds and ends going on around the world. Um, I may sound a little pessimistic. I may sound a little, a little negative on some of this stuff. It doesn't diminish my longer-term view that the cavalry is coming. In fact, probably increases or intensifies my view that we are going to see a populist revolt come November in this year's midterms. But there's some very bad things going on under this Democratic Biden administration. This is a far-left administration. It is a woke administration. It is an anti-free market capitalism administration. It is an anti-business and fossil fuel administration. And most of all, it is an administration which is completely crazed about Donald Trump. That's what this is about. This this Mar-a-Lago classified document search and seizure is all about stopping Trump from running for president. That is my view. That is my view. And the events of the last week uh, intensify that view. We will have the great Andy McCarthy coming on later from National Review and Fox News uh, to talk some more about this. But this is about January 6th, trying to indict Donald Trump for criminal, some kind of criminal offense, which he has not committed. And even this press conference by uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland did nothing to dispel that view. I mean, he had there was no beef at that press conference. Unsealing the search warrant doesn't mean anything, and providing some generalized view of the inventory of the boxes they took doesn't provide any information. The only information worth getting is information that he won't give us, and that information is the application for the search warrant, which contains the affidavits of various people who would then show us why there are some kind of criminal charges necessary. That's what we want to see. I want to see the backup stuff. All right, I want to see exactly where this search warrant came from. Okay? Probable cause for evidence of federal crimes would presumably be in the affidavit, but we won't get the affidavit. Nor we will get the specifics of the, of the uh, 
I don't know, what did they take, 22 boxes or some such thing? I can't keep track of this. But um, Merritt Garland shows us no beef. Where's the beef? No beef. And then we have all these leaks. Leaks. Leaks to the Washington Post. Leaks to Politico. Federal law enforcement investigating Mr. Trump for removal or destruction of records, obstruction of an investigation, and violating the Espionage Act. That's great, the Espionage Act. So presumably he's keeping these classified documents because he's going to leak them to our enemies. He's a spy. He's a double agent. You know what this is? This is... This is all of the hoaxes come back. Russia, Russia, Russia. The Steele dossier. The Mueller investigations. The Ukrainian quid pro quo. All the impeachment stuff. This is like, we had two impeachments. January 6th commission is is trying to have a third impeachment. This is like a fourth impeachment. And it's all nonsense. It's all part of this Trump derangement syndrome. It's all it is. Utterly not believable. Okay, that's my take. This is completely and utterly not believable. I mean, after all, the former president was cooperating with the FBI and the National Archives This past spring, they had several meetings in June. They gave uh, Trump, people gave them all access to these boxes, showed them where they are. Presumably they looked at the box, into the boxes. Presumably they saw what was in the boxes and said, well, would you put a double lock on? And they did. And would you give us uh, access to video surveillance? And they did. And the president himself came around to talk to them. And it was all very friendly and orderly and cooperative. All of it. I mean, the idea of an imminent risk that documents would be destroyed or concealed or released to our enemies is just utterly, totally far-fetched. It's just made up out of thin air. And by the way, I mean, then there's this leak to the Washington Post. They're nuclear secrets. Or no nuclear. What is it? He's going to have the code to the nuclear football sitting in his uh, sitting in his uh, closet, or or sitting in Melania's wardrobe. Really? By the way, the president, as president, when he left and the boxes were carted out by the General Services Administration, he has the right to declassify. He can declassify. He and only he has that power. Just like Obama. How many uh, Obama had 32 million pages that he took with him? Many, many of them were classified. Hillary Clinton had classified documents. The FBI had the Hunter laptop for so many months and months and months. Denied having it. Denied it was a problem. Denied it even existed. Really? Trump was there. He met with these people last June. They came a couple of times. He did everything they wanted him to do. He said in his statement yesterday he would have given them whatever they wanted to take 
They didn't have to bang down his front door and raid his home, go after his wife's wardrobe. I mean, really, this is none of this makes any sense at all. None of this makes any sense at all. The American public knows this. It is utterly unbelievable. Show me a factoid where I'm wrong, and I'll change my mind. All right, I will. I'm an empiricist. I look at numbers. I look at facts. So far, what I see is an extension of the January 6th kangaroo court, which itself is an effort to somehow tie Trump to some kind of criminal conspiracy about the sad events of January 6th. January 6th was a bad day. Don't get me wrong. I'm not defending that. That was a bad day. I don't think Trump caused it. I think his speech was too hot. I've said this before. I would have wished, by the by, after the election in November and after the Electoral College voted uh, Biden in, I think that President Trump should have pivoted and talked about his many, many achievements and successes and his good policies, which gave us the best prosperity in this country in many generations with virtually no inflation, and we were the leading world energy power, and we had stopped the, uh, or certainly nearly stopped, the flow of illegal immigrants down at the border. There was no Vladimir Putin invasion of anything. He alerted, he alerted the whole country and the rest of the world to the adversarial enemy, China, and all their uh, illegal trade actions. He alerted everyone to that. He fought hard to produce better schools with school choice. He was a right-to-life president protecting the unborn. No question. I mean, I would have much preferred that he pivot and talk about his many excellent, successful policies and achievements. But he didn't. He didn't. Lately, he's been giving some terrific policy speeches. He seems to be leaving now the idea that the votes last election day, presidential election day, were fraudulent votes. I mean, certainly all the Zuckerbucks millions, $500 million spent in key areas, in key election districts and counties, I mean, that has to be fixed, federal law. There has to be state laws to prevent that stuff. But president gave excellent policy speeches in Washington to our America First think tank and in Dallas to CPAC. Very good policy speeches on taxes and deregulation and energy independence and the border and crime particularly. That's great stuff. But the Democrats are absolutely crazed that he will run again. Crazed that he will run again. So here they go again. Now they're banging down the doors of Mar-a-Lago. It's like the fourth impeachment. And this one's not going to work either. It will not work. I mean, by the way, if there were all these nuclear secrets or nuclear something, why didn't they go in when he first left 18 months ago? Why'd they wait so long? I mean, this is just like the Russia, Russia, Russia. Is it, remember, they called him a Russian spy. No, they called him a Russian mole or Russian double agent. Of course, the Steele dossier was a complete fraud, and the FBI was implemented. Uh, uh, the FBI was um, implicated in that. Russia, Russia, Russia. Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. Steele dossier. Hillary Clinton. 
taking classified documents, destroying them, bleaching them, trying to send them up into the cloud. <laughs> I mean, really? By the way, even recently, even recently, go back to last weekend, they had their warrant a week ago Friday, and they waited till Monday to do it. Why'd they wait three days? If he's had national security issues, if he's got nuclear secrets that he's leaking, why did they wait three days? My thought, one thought is, you know, they're down in Palm Beach, a lovely place. They might have might have had a couple of nice rounds of golf. Maybe gone to the Mar-a-Lago golf course even with some of their uh, alleged inside leakers. Who knows? They waited 19 months, and then they waited another three days. I mean, none of this makes any sense at all. And by the way, we will hear from Andy McCarthy. He's got a terrific National Review article out this morning that the investigation is actually far broader than just the mishandling of classified information. And I don't know that there was any mishandling. I'll talk to Andy about that. Andrew McCarthy, former federal prosecutor, one of the brightest guys I know on all of these uh, legal and foreign policy subjects. He's terrific. We'll talk about that. We got Steve Scalise, the Republican whip's going to come on at the half hour. I want to talk about this terrible bill that was just passed. More spending, more taxing, more IRS agents, absolutely not one whit or scintilla of economic growth, which is really what the country wants. More tax on fossil fuels. The country doesn't want climate change subsidies. The country wants cheaper gasoline. The country wants energy independence. The Democrats have jammed down our throats a bill that actually will increase inflation because of all the federal spending and the other bills they have passed. And then uh, we have to talk about the messaging. The GOP has got a message properly as we come down the home stretch in the last three months before the elections in November. All that's very important. I will just say to you that this whole business, what Merrick Garland said, what the FBI has done, the raid on Mar-a-Lago, the intention, the business about classified documents, top secret documents. By the way, the government is obsessed with secrets. You know, I had all these. I was on the list. I had the highest national security rating. I got all these documents. The vast majority of them you could read about in your local newspaper. And as far as all these boxes, they get inventories of gifts. I wonder if my my old blue Trump cufflinks were in one of those boxes. I bet you they were. I've been missing them for the last year and a half. Anyway, I don't want to make total light of this, but I'm just saying, you know, you know... I just can't help a little sarcasm here. I think this is so transparent. I mean, Merritt Garland will not be transparent about what is in these documents, what was in the affidavits that presumably were going to show intent to damage our national security. But I think they are absolutely transparent. This is a political witch hunt. This is a political weaponization of law enforcement. This is a political trial, a show trial. Kind of reminds me of the old Soviet Union, doesn't it? This whole story is just off the charts. And ironically, I think it's going to backfire 
I think it makes Trump stronger, makes him kind of a martyr. I think it makes him more likely to run for president. If he wants to run, he should run. These Democrats have spent now, they've spent, you know, they're coming up to two years spending most of their time trying to prevent him from running again for president because Joe Biden is the worst president we have seen in the last century. Okay? Maybe one of the worst ever. Okay? Who has wrecked a perfectly good economy, who has wrecked the best energy system in the world, and I might add the cleanest oil, the cleanest gas, the cleanest air, the cleanest water. He has wrecked our foreign policy, fleeing from Afghanistan, a dollar short and a day late in the Ukraine, cowering before China. Can't do anything right, and the country knows it. And that's why his polls are terrible. And that's why the cavalry is coming. And that's why I am ultimately optimistic. But I must be hypercritical about what the Biden administration is doing on every single front. Immigration, crime, schools, economy, Afghanistan, you name it. I have to be critical of them. And this raid on Mar-a-Lago, this raid is a fiasco, an utter fiasco. And the charges against Trump are not believable, just plain unbelievable. I'm Kudlow.